Hello, 270, Tactical Crouch, me, Jiska, hello, special guest May, because she's still not in Overwatch, and most of your favorite players aren't either. That's how I'm going to enter the show. Congratulations. All of your teams are dead. How's that, how's that sound? How's that feel? Does it feel good? The, the, chain, the winds of change are coming, Jiska. Yes. Does it not feel good? Uh, feel good to have what, exactly? Uh, the wind flowing through your gorgeous German locks. No. No? You don't like the wind in your hair? Sticking your head out the window like a little dog? No. I... No. Like, the only wind of change that I value is that brings progress. And not Does regression. It Does it? No, it doesn't. I feel like a certain team might, uh, might have a word with you there. It don't. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. A lot of teams tend to Tend to float around. Some shoot up, some, you know, are high on Molly. But alas, here we are. 2022 offseason has finally begun. And boy, howdy, is it been a massacre. Um, but before we get into that, I have to thank our special supporters who make this episode and future episodes very possible. Um, and that's thanks to our patron producers. That's Avril Vista, Baby, Battlecrab, Refine, Bean, Bruns, Babu, Hell, Picasso, Chris, R3444, Kasha67, Lil Shin, Workshop, Sammy. Rexane, Stuck in Bronze, and our YouTube members, Ice Ham Jello, William Jess, Fish Ma'am, Fire Element 6, AK, Chris R, Brother, Stuck in Bronze, Samuel Sparza, Adam L, and Saggy Fumi. Oh, what's your favorite drop? Who, who's, who's been the most like successful in the offseason thus far for you? Who, who's like gotten rid of the most? Like, I feel like there's a good like answer here, but maybe this dictates like where we go first. Who is who has kind of struck struck out there first for you? Considering that the only two players that I can definitively say aren't on the chopping block are two superstars, I would say uh, those two teams. Which like, two? I okay, I'm void pill, Joe. Okay, you're void pill. I'm void pill. Well, this. this is gonna be another hope pill for me. me. All right, me, very good. I me, know what stance I'm taking. Me when I'm sitting here just. Feeling existential dread and uh, whatever is currently happening. Okay, let's let's mm. let's not over um, oversell this too much. So, I think what I currently feel is that it's the most chaotic off season we've ever had. Oh, of um, course. I feel like we're definitely doom pilling in terms of budget. Uh, but then again, and I think I shouldn't speak too too early. I think I'll, mm -hmm. I hope if if this is the thing that you take away from with it, this point in the off season always felt feels very very chaotic, because everyone has a plan and it hasn't been proven to survive against the sure. enemy yet, right? So mm -hmm. usually this unclutters by you know the week or two after the signing window opens. Everyone has like their tip plan A, what we want to do, blah, blah, blah. People are uh, currently negotiating with free agents and like uh, they're trying to, to get them to sign them. And some of the free agents are currently still entertaining multiple offers. So nobody knows who they're definitely getting. And then eventually like the cards fall and then like the top teams have had their pick. The crumbs fall from their mouth and then everyone else gets to pick up the scraps, right? And those teams then need to scramble with new ideas of how they want to build, how they want to market, what what is still available. I will say this: ha it, there's never been an off season where 
the general trends that are being looked at have paradigm shifted as hard as they do. Okay. I mean, so the definitely. possibilities on the table are nutty nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that any of them will actually happen. I think that's probably um, rather not the case, and that we'll def- like eventually just, you know, regress to s- sanity in some way. Sure. I think there are good reasons why everything is a little erratic at the moment. I will say. What has been a little concerning is the way everything has been messaged, communicated, the confusion on the player's side. There are some pretty big changes coming down the pipe in terms of the teams, in terms of what kind of compensation players generally can expect. Presumably, um, what is good... And I guess we'll we'll have to we talk about the changes uh, in a second. But like the min salary being adjusted to inflation and everything, that's that's good. That was needed. I mean, the min salary players were effectively working for ten percent less for most of yeah. the year anyway. So, but yeah, I don't know. Like currently, it's not been fun. I'm not gonna lie. The amount of babysitting. I personally had to do as an outside third party just trying to help people navigate this jungle should not mm. be the case. It's it's a bad sign. Interesting. Um, from like trying to communicate what is happening, you know, in terms of like players not knowing any of those deadlines because of course if you're right. being let go by uh, your team and you don't have an agent, you wouldn't necessarily yeah. know. Um, yeah. From... Of course, now we do have them. Um, Mm -hmm. And all these, you know, sort of uh, lack of transparency where there should be when we're in a big moment of uncertainty for everyone involved. And that's that's a bad, that's bad news bear for everyone involved. I don't want to doom pill too much. Once again, like, I'll promise you in three weeks I will think about this differently just because then everything will feel less chaotic. Because the situation will be inherently different, right? Um, And that's kind of where I think you kind of skirted around this a little bit with like, you think that with the the comment that you thought that there were like some good reasons as to why this is, right? I think one of the the easiest ones to overlook in the face of like, oh, budget crunch, nobody's making any money, Butterfingers left us. The aliens aren't contacting us. Play the 30 seconds to Mars clip. We're all going to die, right? Like, of course, like that's that's the case. Um, but a lot of these teams have also built these 2022 rosters on a game that they didn't have any experience with, right? I feel like that's like one of those points that just completely gets lost to like the existential doom that I think a lot of people are facing when they see literally the entire New York Excelsior just ejecting their roster and, and all of these teams just imploding is like, is it, is it budget related? Probably. Is it also the fact that like these teams were built for a game that didn't even exist yet? I have to assume that like now that we have an entire year under our belt, we have a much better idea of what's successful in this game what are people actually looking for what are these coaches actually like trying to build what kind of identities are out there um i i really think that that needs to be underlined for a lot of people is like 
stuff was always going to change because we were building on an idea. And now that that idea has been realized, of course, there's going to be some some very significant changes. Obviously, the budget stuff comes in and that uh, accelerates things like gas on fire. But is it is it crazy to say that it's it's to be expected? Is that wild to say? I mean, the some of the factors I didn't anticipate in that form. Okay. Uh, mainly the regression in budget for teams, um, okay. which of course I presume has to be something to do with the league financials at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe once again, maybe like every year it's the same, like. Every year we say, oh, we're going to correct the salary. Then one team goes nuts. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. that sets the tone for the rest. Um, we'll see how it goes, right? There are some very good reasons as to why budgets probably are a little tighter this year. Mainly, you know, I, I, I'm not sure um, what, what the current situation is, but, you know, the broadcast right rights that run out for uh, the, or ran out this year youtube mm-hmm. we don't know anything about that yet that we can only speculate there i'm not sure what that means um you know like where do the teams go mm-hmm. right like um what about balancing apac and na are we even even going to have apac and na but by, by the way this is something i i genuinely don't have uh, info on and this is not one thing where you can clip this in six yeah, months. Yeah, like, oh. like, oh, he leaked it. No, no, no. I, I actually don't. He, I, Me when I'm leaking. I really don't know, right? So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's a wild time, for sure. It's a wild ride. Uh, there's some wild rumors, of course, going around. And I don't want to give too much credence to some of them because, mm-hmm. uh, once again, they are just reactions or thoughts of where that might go depending sure. on um on what the market situation will be what i will mm-hmm. say is i think what is very concerning to me is the following just from the outside mm-hmm. there is an organization that promoted their regional rivalry did more homestands than they needed to went through a long process of having a documentary series of their five-year-long franchise and have a long history in Overwatch Mm -hmm. that also won the league. And they are letting everyone explore options. That's not a great... Like, if anyone... like Just from what I... I... I think to know of Hasbro is that's an owner that wants to brand build around the best teams, right? He has the best team this year. Yeah. I think feasibly you could say they were either the best team or the second best team in uh, sure. season yeah, five, right? right? Um, so you probably want to at least hold on to that core. But for some reason, he has allowed everyone to explore options. And whether or not he still intends to sign everyone back or just the most important players, right? That communicates some urgency to me that doesn't feel great. And 
I cannot tell you that didn't feel great for others in the league looking on to that other head coaches that I talked to. Right. I hope this is just like a way for, because what I can imagine, like if you win the league, you probably want to renegotiate your contract, want to go like, okay, yeah. we want some rewards where then someone has to say, I'm sorry, but we can't give you X percent more. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you want to, you can explore your options in the league and can test your market value. And if you can't get the money there, that's the best thing we, or this is the most respectful thing we can do for you who brought to the championship to us. That's my charitable reading of this, right? Mm. Um, it's just a, an organization that has invested so much into this and honestly should be reaping the benefits at least in uh, revenue, maybe not, you know, in, in profits, um, pulling a move like this hopefully doesn't communicate too crass of a of an image, right? It could, but it could also just be a move of fairness and, like, basically making a check mark under a very successful campaign and starting anew. That's also possible, right? It's just. I think that, that the former leads itself to what I think Castro has historically done, though. I feel like he's been very player-centric. I feel like he's always tried to work in the best interest of the players, but also attempt his best hand, uh, you know, trying to play the best players he possibly can, trying to field a world-class team, even though maybe season one it wasn't the best. Uh, but there was no like and they kind of talk about this in the in, in their docuseries but you know if you put yourself back in that mindset of of you know 2017 2018 envious season one apex champions you know respectable finishes in later apex seasons they come in they win contender season zero this this should be a world-class team ended up not being a world-class team but there was no like reason to like view it otherwise right I feel like Hastro and the fuel and, and the now optic organization um, have always tried to field the best, the best possible team to strive for world-class talent, but also to respect the players as best they can. And yes, it communicates um, an inability to re-up and renegotiate and and to pay a premium for a championship caliber team which this roster or at least the core of it is um i think there are some pieces that could be shaved off but for the most part this is this is you know a world-class team um that said i don't know i, f I feel like you're you're kind of spot on the money with the, the 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 former example of uh you know them allowing them to really test the market and you know if you can get a competitive offer that you know if it's better for you, then then take it. That's the best thing that you know the organization can give them, and I feel like that's <clears throat> kind of proven with their track record. Personally, I, at least. I had a tweet this week where I outlined some weird interaction that we're currently uh, seeing in the league, which is mm -hmm. that practically, or a lot of folks have posted LFTs, right? And there are more LFTs than there are contracts expiring or options not being picked yeah. up. There are LFTs of players that are under current contracts. Mm -hmm. And there are players that also 
will have to be bought out. Sure. It's not that that they are the, these orcs are willing to let them go for free. They are currently fishing. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Let me let me explain. This is this is your Eric, do a timestamp where explaining the options stuff right now. Okay. So currently Overwatch League contracts are either one year contracts without an option. That was the case for all the American Tornado players, which is an interesting one, and it's definitely an outlier contract. Okay. The normal, most often seen contract is a one plus one, meaning you have one year and then you get a one option year where only the orc can decide to sign you for an additional year. Whether or not you will be paid the same salary or if you get a raise will have to be negotiated. Often it goes up a little bit, right? In terms of, you know, rewarding you. Okay. There's also stuff like two plus ones. Two guaranteed years where no option needs to be triggered or two plus one, uh, one plus twos where there's two option years, right? I haven't heard of those a lot. By the way, what I'm about to tell you will also tell kind of give you an idea that all those framings don't even really that matter that much. Because we, for a while now, had this 30-day severance clauses. 30-day so severance clauses are your team can get rid of you and pay you a minimum amount of 30 days of your annualized salary. Okay? You can negotiate this to be a higher number. You can go 60 days, you can gain 90 days and whatnot. The only way to get rid of you without paying you that is if you are in breach of your contract in some way. Like mm. you you breached some contract clause or you retire, for instance, and you pull your uh, retirement clause or whatnot, uh, not, right? Mm -hmm. Now, why this is important is the following. And I expect this and I tell you that a lot of general managers also expect this to happen. For some players, they are either on existing contracts, on high existing contracts that didn't need to be triggered, or had their options exercised with the host team having very little intention of ever actually keeping these players around and just having them go out as a possibility to recoup some of their losses. Because okay. the 30-day severance... You know, it's it's not as as big uh, of a deal as the buy buyout that you could theoretically get from other teams that want mm -hmm. to get the jump on the player. Also, of course, you're never going to communicate your strategies if you're smart. Uh, like, okay, um, what is a? I think what is public is, for instance, that Chorong is on a two plus one. I think. It, okay. Even if he's not, right? Like he's, I think he's currently still with the Defined. Theoretically speaking, there's no reason why I would disclose as the Defined what my strategy is for next year, correct? Because if I communicate my strategy, then that sets a little bit of the buyout clause. The, the, op sure. the, the cost for me that the other team has to presume mm. that I want for you getting too wrong because I'm I'm technically still evaluate or valuing him as a player is different yeah. when the assumption is that I'm will let him go anyway. Okay, right. I got to raise my hand. Right. 
because I think I understand the point, but I also don't think this like makes much sense in the market, and I have to like okay, ask for your opinion. Sure. Where it's like if I if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, and teams are exercising options for players they have little to no intent on keeping just to try to like bait people into buying them mm-hmm. in a market where we're also saying budgets are restricted. Yeah. It How does that make for, any sense? It, it makes sense for if you believe there are still a couple of orcs out there that have good budgets, which is probably true. So you're you're aiming at whales. Yes. You are you are basically becoming Genshin Impact. You're okay, very good. All you're right. ve- Just making sure we're clear. You you're also probably in some way uh-huh. um in a sunk cost fallacy. You probably paid a lot of buyouts for these players in the first place and you don't quite wanna realize yet that you probably lost all that money. Um That's nuts to me. Right? Uh it could be rational. I'm not sure. Maybe you are still Look, like if nobody gives you any money for one of your top players, maybe you're just like, oh, dude, like, no, that's too much money that we would have wasted on the buyouts. Maybe bring it back, you know? Um, and I guess, well, but by the way, that like, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, like, I, I'm not saying I, I just picked out a random example, but like, sure, this sure, is, sure, sure, sure. everyone seems to be apparently doing this. Interestingly, actually, I'll, I'll give you an example of. The Toronto defined saying exactly uh, that as as a part of the de- defense for them, because mm-hmm. uh, their owner Adam Adam Adamu, I'm not sure if you would say owner, but that's the owner level, um, was on their Discord saying that currently only Kevster and Proper are the only set players currently in the league. Those those are the non-negotiables. Like, if you go to Glads and say, I want Kevster, they, yeah, they laugh at like, you. You can't. And if yeah, you go you to Shock, you g- g- ask for proper. Apparently, everyone else is on the mark. Now, if it's literally everyone else, you know, if Adam has talked to Hang, uh, Hang Zhao about Shai or, you know, sure. Alpha Yi or whatever, I, I'm not sure. I'm probably probably not, right? But is that is that that surprising, though, that everybody's on the market? Like, is that is that wild or is yeah, that Yeah, like it's thing? wild as shit. Really? It's, I don't. I don't think that that's like a crazy thing to like have an option for everybody, or if like everybody has a price. Like I think even going into the the, the off season, I was like, I wouldn't be like flabbergasted if Shock was like, you know what, this is gonna seem kind of kind of pants on head of us, but like if you want to throw me six million for proper, we'll we'll hear you out. Like we'll 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 tease out the deal, right? Because, like, I don't know if you're ever going to, like, I don't know if you're ever going to, like, get a hotter iron than sweeping the awards, getting the MVP, literally almost, like, hard carrying a team to the, to a, you know, a, a third title. Like, it, it, that's nuts to me. It also isn't, like, surprising that they would want to keep him and, and make him, like, a, you know, a hands-off type of player, but. It, it does not surprise me that almost everybody in the league is like up for grabs or like has a price tag on them. Like that, that doesn't. I mean, hey, it, maybe it's not surprising to you, but it's it can't feel great either because like, imagine if we really just go like shaky, shaky, shake. Who has the most uh, play chips? Let's reassemble everything. All storylines are dead. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I understand that there is like problems. There's inherent problems with like incredibly 
tumultuous off seasons like the one that we're going through in terms of like a narrative building standpoint a content building like it is it is not a good thing but it's not a, to circle back to my other point it, it's not surprising to me that when teams are building with restricted budgets and only further getting restricted on a game that they literally could not play everybody's gonna have a tag nobody has a firm identity you have teams literally like the nyxl which we'll get into team, like some of these teams in particular um like ejecting and redefining maybe we, what even their team's going to look like for the next season like it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that everybody has a price tag people are willing to like shift gears because we have information we have a better idea we also don't have a better idea of what's going on with the internals because we don't know with with what you're communicating. There is not a very clear, you know, pipeline of information. Things are, I think that's what's to be concerned about. I think having everybody just with a price tag on them to me doesn't communicate um, too much of an intent. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's maybe that's just my me personally. I, I feel like there's just so much there was so much malleable coming into this season that it's really hard to like it it doesn't shock me that like the two like all-star superstar level players are, you know, Kevster and Proper, and they're the only ones that are like set in stone and everybody else is like you know. And I feel like this again, like it Keep comes in mind, into like. By the way, just to quickly, because people would say, "Oh, what the fuck is Hustle doing? Why is he not locking Han Hanbin? Also, MVP candidate Hanbin's contract is expired." So yeah, right. Like that's that would probably make at least a trifecta of like sick players that would be in there. Sure. Also, I think Adams' uh, comment probably didn't also include APAC. I would say like he probably didn't ask sure. so for profit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like it, it's pretty interest. Like that just communicates. You could go to Outlaws and ask for Dante. You could, yeah. You that could go to. Uh, <laughs> wait, who else has like franchise players? I guess Space is gone now anyway for Glads. Uh, sure. Even though it's. Um, but when you're telling me that like teams are having a hard time making money, like, yeah, of course, like everybody's going to have like, are you going to have to pay like an absorbent like pants on head amount? Probably. And that's where like the definition of a price tag comes in. It's like, OK, what's feasible? I feel like every time I hear about a buyout in this league. Feasibility really doesn't seem to like strike out as like, oh, yeah, that seems like a good price to pay for like a player that probably is only going to get worse in a game that we have no the idea problem what is to do with. You, you hear you hear it probably only in the nuts cases, right? Like a lot of uh, folks have more reasonable buyouts, right? Uh, I think most uh, that's I don't even know if I agree with that. I don't know. With without getting in too too right. deep into the weeds, there it, that's that's getting into some spicy territory that I don't know. That might have to go into the the, the after hour show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, to me, it it's not you know doesn't shock me that in a league that is struggling to make money, that like everybody's up for grabs, and I would guess most of the big like franchise names like aren't actually going anywhere. But like they'll hear out if you want to pay half a million for dante right like they'll they'll hear out if you want to pay three hundred thousand for punk right like granted i think punk's contract is uh what is it is it is it 
expired, but they're communicating with him or something like that. I, I'm not sure what, case, but... what the situation in Boston is. <laughs> I think they posted it, but whatever. Um, so with that kind of preamble out of the way, uh, I, I, I know I didn't mean to completely derail what you're saying with the, uh, the contract stipulations and whatnot. Mm. Is there anything more that you wanted to get into there? Or do you uh, want to dive into the, the construction rules? I mean, we can get, get into his construction rules. I guess the thing that I'd like people to take away from here is that if you're confused by this, you're not on your own. Sure, there's yeah, players, most people are. There's players confused. By the way, if you're a player and by chance you listen to this and you have any questions and you don't have an agent that you could ask, you can shoot me a DM. I can... Lord knows a lot of players have done this already. Um, mm. Like I'll never have to disclose that, that we talked or whatever. But... Um, it's also confusing for general managers. It's also like you, you can imagine we are sure. in a competitive situation where you don't want to necessarily disclose. I actually like fair play to all the orgs that have disclosed what their current uh, yes. contract situation is, right? Yes. I, you wouldn't necessarily always want that. I, I'm not sure if you have to internally also absolutely do this. Um, also, by the way, fair play to the orcs actually coordinating when they are releasing. There seems to be some schedule. I don't know that, but you know, implicitly just looking at the trickle of how news are coming yep. in. Also, keep that energy up for the announcements. But sure. um, yeah, I think also there's like <laughs> having a third party tell you is this player actually LFT or because there's different ways you need you approach a player that's really not in a team. Or is signed to a team because you ca cannot, you know, there's tampering. You cannot directly talk to a player that's currently signed to an Overwatch League contract unless given the permission by the team. Which I suppose, if you are posting LFT, my team has allowed me uh, communicates that that happens. But yeah, generally speaking, and at the same time, like I guess, just ask and then ask for forgiveness later. Worked enough in the last off season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's just something to kind of live live life by in most cases. But continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Generally speaking, like if this is confusing, yes, it's confusing for everyone. Yes, the specific verbiage that your player has posted might clue you in, and it's not confusing yes. for every literally everyone. Some did a yeah. good job uh, explaining the the implicit language there. Um, but not just by the contract status rules, which, by the way, this article this year, the contract status art article. So we each year we get two con uh, yes, uh, articles. We get the construction rules and we then the, get into the that. contract status. And the contract status, right? The contract status yes. usually comes out sometime after the teams had to declare options. Options had to be right. declared by last Friday. So presumably we're getting that one early. But the roster construction rules are usually out the week before the grand finals, and this time we got it after the grand Much finals. Much later. So yes. we might be delayed anyway, right? But yeah. I will tell yeah. you one thing: the um, the contract status thing, because of the thirty days, will not give you great value this year. Sure. Because a lot of teams, at least right now, and once again, this might change once once they are confronted with realities of who goes where have picked up options of players that they don't intend to play with in season six and 
Therefore, like if your player has been extended, it doesn't necessarily mean that he isn't just being uh, trade baited in terms of getting a, a buyout back or that they won't be dropped if that buyout won't be paid and they just eat the 30-day severance and uh, that player will be on the market later, which, especially for mid-tier players, is is a problem. It is yeah. a problem. You kind of rely on your general manager to have a good feeling for the market value of their player because a mid-player that gets dropped too late, that's the difference between playing in the league next year or not. Yeah, that's, that's like a... That's, that's like a- I, I dare I use a sports terminology that I'm not familiar with, but like that's that's effectively killing somebody's season, right? Like if you just sit on a player you don't actually intend to play, for, in the hopes that you can recoup any kind of monetary value, um, and then you can't actually find a suitor, and then you just drop them because you couldn't find a suitor to recoup the monetary value because you're a head ass. I I have no love for you in my heart. You are yeah. actively fucking around with, you know, young adults, you know, dreams and hopes. Yeah. Um, for your own ventures, like I, I'm sorry, you deserve to be, you know, named and shamed. Like that's pretty uh, pretty and, messed up. And it's not like like if you have reasonable expectations that you should <laughs> like. If you put, let's just wild name once again. If sure. you put a pelican on the market, you expect a buyout. That's reasonable of you. You're uh, sure in your right to do that, right? Yes. If you're pe- putting an although out and you want to, or uh, let's say uh, even a punk or even. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to stick with the Houston, but whatever. Yeah. Um, then that's like, a different idea. But just, to, yeah. just to, once again, we're not saying that that this is true for those organizations. No, just using names I, as examples. I actually specifically picked organizations where I don't expect this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> as to know, just to give you a rough idea. Hope, hopefully, you can uh, see the mechanism there um, as to what is responsible ownership and what isn't. And I trust yes. the organizations named to be able to do that. Roster construction right. rules. Let's get into this because I feel like there's some. It feels like it's very short this year, but also it kind of clues us in on what's going on, right? I don't know if you want to go through active like all of these dates, um, but there are some some big ones that I feel like uh, are are definitely worth underlining, especially um, looking at today's date. Um, so obviously, November fourth, Grand Finals, end of the season, big poggers, great job. Uh, day after November 5th, teams submitting player trades, office review, all trades subject to blah, blah, blah. We are, you know, typical jargon. Teams may also continue working or extending otherwise signing the current players to standard contracts. Again, that doesn't, uh, there's nothing shocking has been said thus okay, far, right? Uh, uh, okay, I, I actually here, I got a, maybe this is okay. even an, uh, a, an Eric question as well, or to you. What does trades mean? Because, um, it doesn't mean free agents, mm-hmm. right? No, it means trades. You can't, you it means can't trade a free for, agent. So theoretically speaking, we could have seen, you know, a creative for Iris trade. That yes. was a player trade that could have happened. I will say historically, there have very few have happened, but yes, these could already have. Uh, so your team could have already gotten someone else in, right? Sure. Let me let me pose this to you regarding trades because I wanted to kind of throw this at you earlier. Um, 
with everything that we've said kind of in a meta sense about this upcoming season or the state of the, the Overwatch League, do you think there is an increase in trades or a just a typical like apathy towards them? Because I feel like it is very exciting to see trades in traditional sports or at least in esports as a whole and you don't tend to see them in the latter and I, I i have suspicions as to why that is but i'm interested obviously you're a little bit more um nose to the ground with with contracts and and teams going zons is is there is there a, an increase this season do you think or, or just no, a no and also typical. like eric pointed out something that's probably important to note it could be a cash for player trade so Theoretically speaking, someone signed in the limbo state between like being uh, having the option not exercised and okay. still being on the team, they could have been traded in that window. Uh, I'm not aware of any of sure. that happening, uh, which is kind of peculiar because if teams all rigorously did that, then we would be out of a lot of mumbo jumbo right now. Um, but presumably, of course, you'd then have to. Uh, pay a buyout and i think everyone kind of wants to see what the eventual fa market looks like before you really invest any money so it it wasn't going to be likely that this is uh a, a thing other than if you are a team that has a lot of play money and wants to be an early mover on like a ridiculous uh player then you probably want to beat out before other teams get certainty about the fa market that's just about the only situation historically Maybe it has happened. I'm not aware of it because uh, the announcement would presumably be slower. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, I can tell you right now, I'm not aware of a contract having been signed. And the FA contracts, once again, like no player that's currently in FA can even have signed a contract with uh, an Overwatch League team because, and this is a future date, uh, November 19th is when that is allowed. Yes, that's uh, when the teams may be signing free agents to contracts for the 2023 season. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and read them all out. If you're interested in this stuff, uh, definitely check it out. It's on the Overwatch League website. But I feel like the two big bullet points, at least for me, and Jessica probably has some that uh, I haven't necessarily reflected well on, um, is the deadline for all teams to have a minimum of five players signed to a season-long contract being january 16th which is only literally two months away from today as of recording this right um and march 1st 2023 being the deadline for all teams to have a minimum of six players signed to season-long contracts and i feel like that's the f- and, and maybe eric correct can correct me um but i feel like that's the first time we've seen like a two-step um minimum no, that has always been the case okay um, that's always been the case interesting okay uh, not not sure if always, but definitely last year. The last two-step. year, okay. Um, gotcha. I will say the dates are also very similar, um, which is interesting okay. because presumably we're starting earlier uh, this year. We, we had this Washington Post thing that said May, and then Washington Post had to run that back and say, ah, okay, probably earlier. Uh, I can tell you by my sources, it's probably mm-hmm. also going to be earlier uh, okay. than May for sure. Um, sure. But the deadline being March 1st is also later than I expected, to be honest. Okay. Um, so it's it's the same as last year. So it, gotcha. that should tell you it doesn't necessarily communicate a deadline or a no. start date. 
The only thing that it, <laughs> I mean, theoretically speaking, the league could start before that. Of course, that's unlikely, right? That would be <laughs> um, bonkers. Like you could you could start this season with five players if you wanted to, I guess. Sure, I guess you could, but, but that's like, not likely. What right? this does communicate is like. If if Washington Post is coming out saying, oh, it's May, and then they have to retract and say, okay, it's actually going to be a little earlier, we don't know. And we get March, and you're saying, you know, this even feels a little early. At least we have, like, a better window of, like, when a start right, could be. Right, right. So it, it narrows that down. I, I would expect a March date is probably, like, that's like a late my March. best educated guess uh, based on the communicate uh, officially communicated uh timelines without juicing anything into that just letting my pattern recognition uh, work a little here um and as if i find out you'll find out um right. now uh of course once again um the five man window is interesting because that also i mean by that time you don't necessarily need to know who's been signed Right, so that doesn't sure. mean that that this has to be communicated. Even though a lot of teams will probably have a better probably roster. communicate within. I think I think most teams probably want to have everything figured out before Christmas. That's a rule yeah. of thumb that you sure. can probably apply here. I hope so as well, just for my, you know, personal personal mental health. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. Um. Yeah, I think. This this is once again a very like nothing extraordinary in these uh, types of situations. Very normal in terms of the, yeah. the timelines we've had uh, in comparison. They also worked pretty well, um, and I think the the in in general how this worked around scheduling. I'm a big fan of the run it back up being sort of like in that window where you still can mm -hmm. get a look at the contenders players while those signing windows are relatively open, especially contenders Korea stuff. That's sure. that's dope just because now like I, I get to watch currently O2 pop off on some teams and right. you don't know where those players are going yet, right? Like keep in mind like O2 dude, Merit, right? Proper. Those are like oh, Chio. Yeah. Pelican, like those are the guys that like that shapes the the season. That's you know your future rookie of the year. How many rookie of the years and MVPs have come out of O two? Yeah. Right? Like it feels like they just produce award winning players. So it's you know yes, this is the time to get ahead of the fandom and you know uh, be big smart and look at your friends and be like I told you this you know quarterback out of you know Auburn is crazy and then he is I don't know sports ball fucking yeah. make it up. Um, the but other kind of yeah. that popped yes. me the the run it back yeah agreed agreed you definitely want to put that you know in that window so that everybody has a good chance especially the teams to kind of uh, see them you know prove themselves and and maybe earn a contract right yeah um, the other interesting point that I know that you were very excited about uh, comes in one of these blocky paragraphs I'm going to start Ooh, here uh, if a team has at least or you know, I'll quote this quote. If a team has at least six players signed to season long contracts, they may sign additional players to 30 day contracts on expiration of a 30 day contract. A player becomes a free agent who may negotiate with other teams. Teams do not have the option to extend a 30 day contracts unilaterally. End quote. That is new. Correct. No, that that, last part. No, no, that's not. The next sentence is new. 
Oh, new for 2023. Teams may only sign given player to a 30 day contract once per season. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> I felt like I felt like the the yes, that is new. It starts with this mm. sentence. It literally starts with new. But I felt like the unil unilaterally yeah. was the the rolling no, no, 30 no. days. No? Yeah, that no, that wasn't the th rolling 30 days. We like initially me being German pilled also thought like okay the unilaterally meant that last time because when I found out about rolling 30 days the concept I'm about to explain last time I read unilaterally and went like oh yeah that doesn't actually prohibit it what um uh, what that unilaterally means is you cannot force a player to sign the next 30 day gotcha okay now this is sort of as in, or unilaterally, like you sign it thirty day, and then you say, yeah, you can force them to sign a, sign a one year contract. That's not that doesn't work, right? What is new this season? What doesn't work? And I can tell you, fuck it, I'm gonna just name and shame the team. Okay. The team that definitely did it last year was the Valiant. Sure. They had rolling thirty day contracts. Okay, what well, are rolling thirty days? Rolling 30 days are I sign a player to a 30-day contract and then upon that 30-day contract expiring, I sign them to another 30-day contract. And I keep that going for the duration that I need them in order to avoid, for instance, having to sign them in the uh, for the preseason. Like, I don't have to necessarily pay them then, right? right. Theoretically speaking... I could, and there, I don't want to say that the Valiant did that, but that would be the logical next step for them, is to not sign the player whose hero pool is currently not in meta, mm. but tell them, keep your meta heroes sharp. I, I will sign you again when the meta hits. If it doesn't, tough luck. And then, yeah. it, worse yet, you are as that 30-day player might not be even be attractive for the market because your coach has you practicing some weird hero telling you mm. like you're going to get picked up, which the market actually doesn't need. So it, it was literally like the most nefarious shit you could do to a player at the lower end of, uh, you know, um, yeah. skill level of in the league, right? So mm -hmm. like it, it just caused this rolling effect of minimizing what you had to pay so for instance like the the situation where players had to wanted to um you know pool money fund marvel in order to um fund marvel that was for 30 yeah. day right initially yeah. i think in the end i don't want to i would not want to necessarily go on record i think he got a full season contract i'm not sure if he was one of the rolling ones there were definitely okay. players that were starters that were on rolling 30 days, though. So. Sure. And that's sure. And bonkers, right? And that is prohibited now going into 2023. Correct. You're only able to sign a given player to a single 30-day contract once per season, thus kind of minimizing the uh, mercenary-for-hire strategy yes. that uh, it sounds like Valiant were, uh, were imploring last season. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that, is there anything else that kind of strikes your fancy with the 2023 roster construction rules, or should we actually get into some uh, some contract statuses? Um, yeah, some no, we we can for sure. Uh, I, I will say, um, good one for the league. I think it's probably yeah, impossible agreed. to change this mid-flight, but mm -hmm. 
good on them for having gotten rid of that uh, exploitative strategy because yeah you probably have a good idea that salaries are not necessarily going to increase they probably didn't last season but mm-hmm. you also definitely want to raise the salary floor uh, and as in like the minimum that a player can expect to play in your league because come on like if someone makes it 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 got to be worth uh, worth a little bit and yes the 30 day contracts are like the intention of the rule was noble and good which is yes. to fill those holes where unforeseen shit happens especially oh. in a covid situation especially like when when the roster budgets are not as big that you can always have like you know the 12 man roster staff mm-hmm. um if players get sick what not right like these 30 days then serve a real purpose unfortunately we can't have nice things because of course people will exploit somebody's it to, going to abuse it right yeah. So for you to change your rule sets there, um, I, I'd like to, to keep that energy and clamp down on, on, on a couple of other um, practices that have some similar uh, exploitative uh, potential. Um, just assume at this point, like the, we're, we're past a, uh, a goodwill um, yeah. era. We live in a post-goodwill World. We're now squeezing, and I can understand yeah. why teams are squeezing. I'm also not faulting you for that, but nope. um, rules need to reflect the realities and need to set boundaries for which all parties can be sort of okay with. Mm. Agreed, agreed. So, jumping into some contracts here, um, I think some of the there's definitely some that we understand we probably want to get to looking at the spark um but with the uh how to say this with the rumor mill churning about as it does um it's probably best that we leave some for later you know leaving them time to marinate let's say um so first jumping in with the shock the shock, uh, let's see, the date was November 11th. Uh, build farewell to Striker, Kaluj, Sam, and Mikey. Does any of these names surprise you? Because it sure didn't for me. Nope. Me when we soft league another Overwatch League <laughs> roster move before it happens and nobody realizes. Did we? I, that one I didn't catch. Uh, yeah, but last, last time I sent. Uh, uh, get, okay. get rid of some, some of these American players, you know. Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I, I, uh, you know, I will forever uh, raise a pom pom for Krusty and his dream of thinking that you know some of these project players are going to work out. And I think Kaluj has definitely some legs under him. Um, but I, I think it's just high time that Shock just becomes a fully Korean team and they they stop fucking around. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of wild it's, to me. It's still not impossible that they would won't, but like no, it, it's it's definitely not on the table. You know, no, I, we've seen Krusty do weirder things. Looking at you, Tayo, but uh, it, I think it's I, for me at least. I hope this this signals intent because the only players, at least currently, as of recording of the sixteenth of November, uh, they have Violet Finn, Kilo, and Proper under contract. Kilo, I'm a little uh, eyebrow raisy about. Um, but another one that de- uh, was not in this Twitter post is that uh, assistant coach Kasaurus has left. Has actually joined the Toronto Defiant. We'll get to them. Um, 
But yeah, anything here that kind of surprises you? Does this 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 like the striker pickup and release? Like, is that weird? Do you think that he has legs to sign to another team in the the off season? I feel like that's like a a pretty big name that also could uh, warrant more attention. It was a little bit surprising, but not as much in the manner which we saw him come in. Right, like he filled a okay. role, he did so admirably. Um, but I think like w- with the writing on the wall, what kind of O2 players, uh, are going to, uh, you know, go in the direction of, um, of the shock as we might expect. It's not impossible that, you know, you got all everything that striker could offer you covered mm-hmm. already. So. Getting into, um, well, I guess we'll save that. Uh, is there is there really anything more to say about the shock? Is there anything? Do you do you just think that the O2 players are just getting automatically promoted? Is there anybody else on the free agent market that you feel like shock could necessarily nab? I think last week was last week Kenobi. I think last week was Kenobi. I, 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 time dilation. Um, oh, I feel like. Go ahead. Here's a the, the interesting one is, as yeah. far as I know, Kilo isn't released, right? Correct. Yes, he's still he's still signed. That's so a, that's surprising to me. Yes, that that definitely raises my eyebrow. Um, is this one of those like you're trying to bait people into getting a buyout for him? Because I was not impressed. Uh, like looking at the season as a whole, I think he had his stages. But a, a season as a whole, I was not impressed with Kilo, and I feel like they could definitely do better. I don't think that's like crazy to say. Yeah, I think or he's I just think a role player. That's probably also something that I've heard a lot, like that that it was just a hard year. Like if there, there are circumstances in this season that are extraordinary, sure. I I would not, and I'm not saying okay. Let me give you an example, and I'm not sure if that applies to Kilo. But I think the stonks of players that are hard grinders and get their skill from hard grind will is necessarily going to get up with ranked sure. around, right? Um, so I think we'll, we'll see some reevaluation necessarily through um, the competitive you know, ecosystem switching. I think this year you could actually get away with practicing less, even though many didn't. Sure. Many just like went hard on Overwatch one ranked as bad as that just was. Just try, try to keep up as best you can. Yeah, agree. Like you also understand that that isn't as effective as Obviously. you know practicing practicing actually thing is. So, yeah. um, I think there's there's especially someone uh, like Kilo that we all expect to lo- do a little bit better. Than uh, he ended up doing. Definitely. I think that I'm not opposed. I'm not sure if I would do it on the shock. There, I expected to, you know. <laughs> My bad. Bless you. Thank you. Um, I expected maybe them to maybe find another role player, maybe even keep Striker, considering Striker was already the replacement there, um, and then fill up with He Sang and be done with it. But. I'm not sure, but like they, they probably had a good have a good reason, and um, may, sure. maybe he'll he will let be let go. I don't actually like there's there's a lot of ways, but 
it's interesting that he wasn't one of the players mentioned while Striker was. That was mm. surprising to me. All right. Next up on the docket, we have the Boston Uprising, who, credit to Prey, coming in as GM, I think he's definitely already done an admirable job. Admirable. Um, about, you oh, know, kind I, of publishing. I pilled you. I, pil- I German pilled you. I, I, when yeah, I said you, the you word. You did slip it in there. When, <laughs> when I said the word, I already knew, like, uh, I said it wrong. Yeah. And now you copied me. Me when I I'm miscapilled. You are. I would hope that you're pilled with yourself. Um, Boston publishing both their uh, options and their contract statuses, but also pre giving a little jab at the uh, the league and and you know trying to force some change, lighting a, a fire. Definitely. Uh, well, you'll you'll never not hear me raise a raise a toast to that. So good on you. Love that. Um, so. This one's a little this one's a little fishy because I feel like it does a good job of skirting both um being a good GM, both being strategical, but also like trying to mask as best you can of, of what your strategy necessarily is, but also like maybe even <laughs> communicating that the strategy is still up in the air. So Punk's contract is expired. Valentine's contract expired. Mag's contract was there, his option was actually declined, which I find very interesting. Victoria's Option was declined. Crimzo's option declined. Seeker's option declined. Faith, MCD, it's all all declined. However, the more interesting thing to note is that Pre also, I think, later states that Punk, Valentine, Mag, Victoria, Crimzo, Seeker, all are still in communications with Boston, and you know they're they're possibly working out a deal, maybe. Um, this is another massacre. This is another big one to kind of toss I mean, in the air. I feel like that. But by the way, this already, if you decline an option and then yes. still are in communication with that player, you know, for what reason, right? No. <laughs> I mean, okay, not, not to, I mean, one of the bigger reasons is, is that you don't want to pay them at the salary that you were paying them in the sure, old contract. Sure, yeah. Right. The other thing is maybe you actually want to see what the market is and don't want to be absolutely locked in. Tied in but yeah. at the same time, then you would just ex- like extend and then fire them at the 30 day severance. And it's not that big of a sure. loss. Right. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. Another I- thing to kind of note here as well in kind of branching off from what you're saying, Boston doesn't have a coach. Right. Mm. I-, I feel like I've I've definitely been a big proponent, at least for me personally of giving coaches first reign on what rosters they should be, you know, they should have complete control and autonomy over the rosters that they field, right? Um, if Pre was to come in and sign somebody or extend a contract or activate an option and then kind of slap a coach on top of that, that already, like, makes me a little uneasy when it comes to, like, roster building just ad hoc. So it's like... I, I appreciate that like there are still optionality. Obviously, a lot of these players still have a lot of, you know, uh, years in them, let's say. Like they still they're still able to play. I'm still, you know, of the opinion that I think Mag deserves to be a starter on a team. I think I think he definitely still can play. I think Punk probably deserves to be a franchise player for a team. Is it the Boston Uprising? We'll have to see. Um, but is there any player here that you're kind of eyeing and feel like could go somewhere is there anybody that you're kind of you know 
I don't think any of these names are shocking when you see them, you know, declined because again, you know, Boston's management is being reworked. So again, you, you probably want to give, you know, that this, this coaching staff first, uh, first dibs on who they play, but anything here? Uh, no, I think that's probably a smart strategy to, if, if I'm coming in as, as a general manager, I after that year that Boston had, I'm not, I'm tabula rasa all the way, dude. Like agreed. Great. A hundred percent. I think, uh, I think this is again, a step in the right direction for Boston. I think they've everything that I've heard about Boston, um, has really been nothing but really, really positive. And I think that kind of, at least for me, um, is, is very strange to hear because I feel like I still have like the bad taste in my mouth from like seasons past where it's like, oh, things aren't necessarily going well. Things are a little like turmoily, but everything that I've heard out of recent Boston has been, you know, quite, uh, quite peaches and cream. So again, starting off on a really good foot, hopefully Boston can get together and, you know, be the playoff team that we, uh, we kind of hope for. Um, moving into APAC here for a second, uh, the Shanghai Dragons are 2021 champions. Also, I uh, kind of set the template for some of these contract uh, infographs. Um, so diving into this for a moment, uh, Void's contract is expired, so he'll be possibly on the market. I know that there's rumors going around that you know he possibly may be going and doing his compulsory military service, so we'll have to see on that. Uh, Fate, however, was had his option declined. Fleta expired. Lip still under contract, which super exciting for them going into 2023, especially with his performance this year. Uh, who are you? His contract expired. Uh, Lee Jagon is still under team option, which I have to assume because they don't make the designation between like team option and team option declined that, you know, them just listing team option means they activated the option. So Lee Jagan and Izaki had their options triggered, where Bebe, shockingly, uh, had his option declined. Is there anything there? For me, I feel like Fate was kind of interesting, but anything there that uh, tickles your fancy? No, not really. Um, fate is, is interesting, mm -hmm. but I think there's also a bunch of like high-caliber players i mean if everyone's on the market there's definitely like four players that, that i would at this point have to say i'd i'd want to build my new legacy on like if Do i'm you, if i'm Shanghai uh, dragons um i'm going like oh, but yeah yes i would like one someone please um, that's you you kind of read my mind and i feel like this is what i was referring to about last episode was that i feel like if you are crusty and you still want to play with a mixed roster and you still want to have a world-class lineup, there is probably not a better single tank player you could throw money at than, you know, trying to, you know, secure someone from the mayhem. In that same vein, if your, you know, world-class, you know, legend of a flex tank has his contract expire and he's also maybe teasing the teasing out the idea that you know he may retire for the foreseeable future and you're not necessarily signing you know one of the quietly best tank players of all time and fate is this not open up like a weird potential like bidding war between shanghai and shock to try and just you know throw the bag at florida i mean yeah 
Shulk has some axe. Right? Sure. Um, so... But again, if you want to still run mixed, which Crashly has done yeah, so... Yeah, I'm not sure if they would this year, but we'll, we'll sure. see. Maybe that's a possibility. Uh, you'll you just require your new better tra tank, uh, prospect to... Pro yeah. I don't think... I don't think Shock is the team that to give you action. I think there are a lot of other teams that potentially might. Mm. If I'm like a Glads, like Glad's a Glads, a mix, maybe yeah. even a Houston. Unless I, I, there's no shot. There's no way Houston is paying money. I'm, I that I refuse. I feel like that is not on the table in the slightest. That would be wild to me. If if Houston, if the Houston Outlaws of Beasley Media is actively searching and willing to pay a buyout for somebody in today's market. That would be nuts to me. I mean, they bought Pelican last year, right? Yeah, but that's last year. Yeah. I mean, not, not wrong. Like, I, I don't know what this strategy uh, is for them going that forward. That would be, but. I mean, I feel like that is a, that is a, a plus one for me. Like if, if you're yeah. willing to do that and you're willing to invest because it is a great investment, I'm not going to tell you not to, yeah. but like if you can afford that, do it. I don't know that they can. That's just that's just my take on things. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like uh, even okay, who else? Dallas wouldn't unless they. I mean, no, no Hanben is like, gone. Yeah, um, Enfield is gone. Um, but who is below that? I mean, honestly, like the upper half of the league would probably. Like if I'm a soul, I probably. Don't need it, and like if oh. if I keep Smurf, but there's there's not that many teams that I wouldn't wouldn't say could you make use of someone. So, um, I also am a little scared for Shanghai here because honestly, okay. I don't think there are that many a a class a tier or S tier prospect main tanks on the market, unless you wanna oh, sure. wanna actually go ham I but i feel like that's like most most teams are gonna have to bite that bullet and like most teams are not gonna be able to field just a single tank i mean literally dallas couldn't and they still won the championship that, so i feel like fine. that's still not like a bad thing that's fine but even their like the talent pool is thinning like you had two of the best overwatch tanks bar sure. none on your roster agreed Agreed. The same would be like I would say the same thing to uh, Dallas if they were to use bo lose both things. Mm -hmm. You got some problems, bro. Like, what what are you going to do? Trust that Callan is actually better than than he looks and come like. Take I mean, a guess there. we'll get to we'll get what, to him. But what what do you do with uh like who else could you like you you can't go into any of the Western main tanks, um you. I mean, I, I'm not trusting Muse with my uh, oh. championship aspiration. Who, who is there? Like, other than someone, other than Smurf, other than... It gets thin. There's not that many Korean-speaking main tanks that have a wide hero pool that I would say okay. are Shanghai Dragons class. Hear me out. Uh, this this is fringe, but I feel like maybe Moon could do something with this player where it's like, okay, if you if you need a player to buy in, if you need a player to really, you know, have a have a have an aspiratorial uh, relationship to aspire to maybe please a coach or, or to you know 
let a coach work with them. Is there a world where somebody like a mag plays that role fine enough? I'm not saying world class. Oh, dude. But like if you if you need a main tank role player, which I think for a lot of teams is the is the cold reality is your tank position is a role focused position and no i don't mean just the definition of like overwatch role i mean you have your flex tank player and you have your your main tank player and like that's what they play just like how we're viewing hit scans these days right like is is there room for mag maybe but i wouldn't feel i wouldn't i wouldn't feel good about it if i'm trying dragons do you feel better about that than somebody like muse about the same okay yeah i would agree but that that's kind of where i'm at with it where it's like okay i'm not necessarily super well versed on like the upcoming like korean tank scene but with like the free agents that we have on the table it's like okay i can either try to like get in get in discussions with dallas right or i'm looking at muse i'm looking at you know mag i'm looking that's that's where i was going with this so right. you think like Dallas and Shanghai trade I, players? I mean, it, like basically all of this was probing to go like, I, I, I'm not sure. Like I have no insight into the uh, sure, sure, Eastern. Sure. Um, would make sense though. Into the Eastern, uh, you know, budgetary concerns or whatnot. I'm sure sure. this hasn't been either, easy for them either. Um, mm. But yes, like... <laughs> Dallas tanks are the premier sources for them if you don't like unless you want to get someone. Sure. And once again, Hanbin is uh is I mean, that's a- is a FA. Right? He's not He is, but I I again and as much as like you know, you want to I think people throw around money in a very like lackadaisical way when it comes to like these arguments because i feel like a lot of the time i think we're so over i think a lot of these players are so over money at this point because there's literally not enough to like make them like like flip the switch and be like you know what i'm going there like i don't think we have that kind of like fuck you money right now Mm. but what we do have is a championship core what we do have is a coaching staff that you know can work with you and that you know like you can communicate with right i feel like if there was ever a lock it's probably Hanbin for Dallas, but fearless. I don't know his contract status, but I have to assume maybe that would be where maybe Shanghai can snag one. I don't know. We'll see. Also, he's worked with Moon before, so who would so you do well that take Hanbin or fearless? I would. I would pay hand over fist for Hanbin, but I don't know that they have that kind of money. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if if you have. I mean, that it's kind just of money the salary, like- right? It's just the salary. You just have to pay the salary. Maybe you give him sure. some some sign off bonus. Um. I think, but it's is also, that enough to pull you away from the team that you literally just won a championship with? Maybe you want to have a new challenge once you just won a possibly, championship. Possibly, certainly possible. Right, I'll, I I'll hear that. Uh, that's a possibility. I'm not sure about the relationship there with uh, Rush. Keep in mind, sure. I think as far as I know, Rush has also been allowed to explore okay. uh, options. Sure. Right, so yeah. like you could go somewhere as a package deal <laughs> for all you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Owl loves their package deals. Let me tell you. So, I mean, that, that's a that's a big chungus on the market. Um, <laughs> but you just call 
Hanbin and and Rush a big chungus. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's it's a it's an interesting situation because like if you have yeah. infinite, infinite money, you can actually become the emperor of the universe this season. I feel oh, like sure. there are so many superstars. Keep in mind, you don't have a. Um, oh, you're gonna love this take. Okay, continue. Go on. All right. Because I, I agree, and you've kind of alluded to this uh, publicly as well, that like there are going to be some teams that like want to invest, have the capital to invest, and will invest into like having a competitive roster with like just revenue, or, or not revenue, but like just pure money. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're going to continue to throw money at this. Um, I feel like there is going to be a humongous underperformance from one of those teams, and I don't think that that's like crazy to say. Is that like a hot take? I feel I like know. what you're spelling out to me, the emperor of the universe, the, you know, if you have infinite money, you make a super team. I feel like there is going to be a team that's going to be viewed as a super team coming into the seat, you know, in, in three or four months time, when we get closer to the start of the season, there's going to be a team that looks like a super team. It's going to be a team that historically has thrown money around and they're going to shit their pants live on stage. Mark my words. I mean, I feel like that's, uh, it's very Hangzhou spark pilled of you, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a particular hot take. I think um, there's a lot of teams that in the past have done so, um, and agree? I, I think, yes, there's a possibility. There's also a high possibility that some team just buys a championship to a degree, right? Um, I, I, that's going to be hard for me to, to buy in on, but I think... To buy a championship, that one's tough for me to buy. I, I feel like Dallas did. Did they buy a championship? I don't they think they bought, bought a, championship a championship in 2021, yeah. <laughs> like they, they saw a, they got a championship on lease. They 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 saw like the, the success of Paris. They went like Yeah. That, that's not buying a championship. That's just recognizing success and using that core to build off on, and then you build and into it. You get a your core and win. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. They didn't win though. I feel like the definition of building buying a championship is a little bit different. I feel like if you uh, just you sign say, a team and then win a championship, I feel like okay, yeah, you bought a championship. So if, like okay, if the, the Vancouver, Vancouver Titans, Titans of twenty twenty, okay. yes, yeah. if the Titans literally signed, won the championship, okay, you bought a championship. Great job. Like well done with your roster building. You really tried hard, but also you didn't have to try very hard because it was pretty obvious, um, at least to the people who knew. Um, that said. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The, the off season is still very young. Uh, moving on from Shanghai. Okay. Can, uh, can I quick- re- really quickly? Here's my de- yeah, definition. Are you are you buying a system or are you buying players to assist the system? That's my definitional difference because mm. we know the su- most successful coaches in Overwatch League they have systems, they have funnels that bring stuff into your team. Sure. Dallas had zero funnel. St- like rush established the the um i see what you're saying yeah the the funnel for them crusty has mm. the funnel and has had for several seasons with o2 Prior to like the and like deal. having his feelers and contender uh, c- uh, c- 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 yes. contenders there's the funnel of um 
Uh, da, 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 da. Moon, of course, always having his past players, but also keeping tabs on a couple of guys. Like, these are hard-earned systems. And if, like, it's not... I'm not saying that Dallas didn't try to build funnels with no. their, with their uh, contenders team and whatnot. They just weren't fruitful. So you buy a better system, and then you bring those in. I think, sure. in my mind... Uh, also... No discernible method. Uh, I guess, like you could say, a little bit of a departure last year in, in terms of... Um, oh, Sefi has a system, of course, with ATL Academy. Um, I don't think Glads had ever had one to that degree. Like, what, like their I funnel was getting Panker. Was it yeah, Panker? It, like it Panker and Water, and they had some other, like... Role players, the, but the tiniest they, they funnel tried, was was Patty Pan from and the yes. spa, uh, the face connection, right? So mm -hmm. that's that's basically in my mind, like it's a little hyperbolized. The buying a championship, I'm saying they bought a system, it bore fruit, right? Like they they didn't put the seed of the Very apple tree into the ground. They bought an apple tree, and then next year they had apples. Yes, agreed, agreed. And to that, I I can I can say that yes, Dallas that Dallas bought their championship on lease. They got a rain check, an IOU perhaps. Um, but moving on, this would be a quick one. I really don't know if there's much to say here. But New York doesn't have a team anymore. Uh, they're all gone. Everybody is off. Nobody signed. Everybody's gone. Thoughts. Uh, I'm so uh, close. What do, we, what do we do with this team? What I'm do we do with this so team? So close, Joe. Um, I'm still mad at you for trying to sell me on the feather stocks. Um, I'm still not letting you live that down. Just throwing it out there. I mean, he, that was a good player. Like, what can I say? Even Flora, like at, at times, Flora just showed like. Okay, I, hey, no, I, I, I'm a weirdly staunch Flora uh, defender. I thought he had some definitely uh, impressive performances, but yeah. This yeah. team kind of kind of sucked poo poo, big pee pee poo poo energy from this team. There's a lot of sympathy in oh, in, in me in what uh -huh. the NYXL has brought to the league. So okay. they come into season one; they're immediately the most dominant team. They are a very marketable team. They do great content. Great. Ultimately, didn't win the team uh, the league. Try second year. Um, still pretty good. Still pretty good, but Weird, like, weirdly good. Uh, performances go down. Okay, you're probably also not seeing the financial returns that you want to see. You change routes. You keep changing. You keep changing. Like neither the competitive success follows, or the probably the revenue success. So you try different things. Um, I I I have to question. Like in recent years, like there's some. There's some, it feels like the methodical planning has become less and less and the erratic ch like changes have become more and more. Um, just consider your moves going forward very wisely. Um, True. I think this is a beloved brand in a great city that probably has one of the bigger uh, endemic audiences. Um, Let me throw this at you. 
you, 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 that, that kind of puts a, a weird hair up my butt. Um, you talk about a beloved city. You talk about a brand that actually has been like weirdly successful. Um, is there a world where New York sells? Sells the team. Uh, to who? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's New York. Who doesn't want to be a piece of New York? <laughs> Look at this guy just saying this and then just walking it off like... Molotov cocktail. Goodbye. Did, did, <laughs> looked away from the explosion. Joe, people what? have tried to sell. There's nobody buying. Like that's True. not an option. But 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 has somebody tried to sell New York? I, I don't know. Um, I, I like. I feel like that's better than bumfuck Kansas. Sure, sure. You know, it's like where do I want to be? Do I want to be a, a a competing Texas team or do I want to be in New York City? Like, okay, well, now, now you're talking. Now you're speaking my language. Sure. Um, nah, I, I don't know. Like, unless you get, get a good offer or whatever. Um, sure, of course. Like, the, the, the next best thing that most teams are kind of doing, like, you know, they try to outsource their esports program and try to find more endemic solutions. You sure, know, like, so partner with somebody who's who's local to, I think, granted, I don't like this option I think either. They, they are, they, they yeah, I, I don't know, like... Um, I'm just weirdly concerned for their moves going forward. Yeah, um, I think it's weirdly concerning that you just eject your entire roster and starting over yet again. Like, yeah, of course it's concerning. We yeah. just came off a season where the biggest thing about the New York Excelsior was that they had too many flex supports. <laughs> right? Like, that was the notable thing about the team that literally had the player that we, some people wrongly assumed was like the faker of this game. And was dominant throughout the first couple seasons and like this just destructive powerhouse. And now they've become the retirement home for flex supports. It's like, yeah, something something has to change. Um, and you'll never not hear me, you know, whisper in the great words of trying to just go fully Western um, and really leaning into that marketing value that, you know, they've they definitely can do. That's Vulcan um, pilled of you. That's what? Vulcan peeled pilled? <laughs> he he got done dirty. I, I don't I, I can't comment on Vulcan's skill as a player, but I feel like he got kind of thrown around a little bit. Feel bad for him. Sure. Um but yeah, I, I I for me personally, I'd love to see the marketing arm of New York Excelsior approach a mid to low tier budget Western roster and really just make a uh really try to elevate those players as best they can. I think that's a team that definitely has a future there. And I think that would be a long-term, um, long-term success plan, at least for me personally. Yeah, it depends. Like, I think like having a level loving roster that's in the middle position, like something like the London Spitfire, I think that was probably sure. like generally that's, speaking, that's like at, lightning in a bottle as big a success as you could reasonably like, they're probably yeah. the most cost effective, Sure. Also, just like in terms of like likability, even though I don't mm -hmm. think they were that high in terms of uh, followers, I'm not sure. No, like not at all. And I still doubt they are. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's really hard to come up with salient solutions to a revenue problem, right? Um, sure, but imploding your roster isn't helping you yeah. signing five flex supports isn't and they, you. they like they actually went nutty right like it's not just that they got rid of everyone on that team in terms of the players the they also gone. the staff is gone right yeah 
Um, I, I'm not sure about Nugget if he if he's still there, but everyone else uh, seems to be gone at this point. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a rough one. It's uh, we'll we'll see what it's what's going to be going forward. Um, yeah, yeah, New York uh, not looking so hot. It's a weird one. Uh, moving on to the Gladiators also have put out a couple of contracts that they have. I believe this is the whole team, right? Yeah, whole team. Um, some of the contracts that have expired, options declined, and options have taken. So Reiner's, assuming, if I'm reading this right, his one-year contract without a, a, an option mm -hmm. uh, is expired. So if I'm understanding this correctly, he's an active free agent, which I think is very exciting. Uh, space was declined. Kevster obviously taken, no shocker there. I think Happy being uh, declined his option is is a little interesting. That's interesting. Um, yes, that surprised yeah. me. Yeah, I, that, I actually don't is, have the story there. Uh, that's something I'd love to find out of. From yeah, that's fine. That one's interesting. Shoe being on the market with his contract being expired. That's very exciting. I think that's going to be that's a big one. Uh, a choice, a choice piece that people are going to really want to be chasing after skewed contract expired and funny astro with his team option taken so good for uh probably the world's best lucio player uh to still have a team so the glads actively look like they're just uh astro and kevzer which i think is a good base to build on um but anything here that uh kind of Weird Jow, I know you said that Happy was a little the Happy funky, one is but... interesting. Like, I assume that's only possible if you have a good idea where you're going. Mm. Um, I think, like, the, the interesting part is, like, also the entire American Tornado story, right? So, okay. I think uh, Ferris had all of those guys signed. That's an... Okay. Uh, an agent that has been active in the Overwatch community for a while. And they finagled that every one of those AT guys just has a one-year contract. Okay. Now, I'm not 100% sure what the, um, what the idea here is. Uh, I, I think maybe they just try to get to, to go together to one team. The market didn't want them to be all right. in one team and play. So they said, okay. We'll negotiate one-year deals, and we'll try again next year when once we've proven our uh, sure. talent. I'll also say, if you look at that AT roster, just to refresh your memory, is a and by the way, AT is a fluid thing because is our Redbird players ATs and whatnot. Like sure, um, yeah. you know, like Reiner, probably if not the best tank, one of the best tanks in the first half of the season. Oh yeah, uh, Hydron definitely peaked. Nice and late uh, in the mm -hmm. in the postseason, the backline ultra wide and OG definitely had high points in the season. I would argue haven't actually shown their full potential uh, in, in the league yet. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, who am I forgetting? Uh, I'm forgetting a DPS player, an obvious one. Speedily, speedily. Okay, that's also an interesting one. Um, Aspire technically. And then Sam, right? Yeah. Those guys, I mean, there will vary in rosters um, in versions of it, but it seems like they have a plan, and they're also 
I would expect a couple of teams biting. Um, yeah, I would. I'd bite if I was a GM. I'd definitely be interested in that package deal. I'm sure it's. Uh, you talk about buying a championship. That's a system that is proven to work. You just have to have somebody that can okay. pilot it. And okay, real talk. I don't think that's a championship winning roster. No, 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 no. It's definitely not a championship winning roster. But if you're talking about like buying a system. If you're talking right. about buying like sure. history that does work, like this, this is a team that is proven to work together. That is proven to you know at least get along for the most part, at least to you know yeah. You're seek buying a success, system, like. but it's not a self-replicating system, right? Yeah. Like the, if you buy Rush, then you buy something that propagates and like you know uh, goes through mitosis and gives you more great teams, right? If you buy American yeah. Tornado, you're buying those guys and those guys only, maybe they attract other talent. That could mm -hmm. be the case, but it's not like they're going to magically raise the new generation of talent, right? That, sure. That being the difference. But um, I would be excited to see an Aspire version. I think Aspire is probably the most underrated player of those. I think Agreed. Aspire has a, had a six season last year. I think on a better roster, he could have been the best player of those uh, AT players. Um, with maybe, maybe I think um, I think Reiner, of course, like especially like it seems like Reiner is a player that needs to vibe with the environment and just being with friends that you know dominated Overwatch just uh, Overwatch contenders for the longest time just because they kind of vibe with that. It's probably maybe conducive to that type of environment. So. That would be interesting to see. Um, once again, I think Ultraviolet and OG at least. I think for stage one they were pretty pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I you, you, we'll have to see how that turns out. Of course, you could see them bringing in another uh, flex support. Maybe there's someone from the Redbird crew in there that could also you know add to that. Um, wouldn't surprise me to see them get offers as a unit this year and for them to in some iteration join an organization um uh on november 19th mm. yeah I, I think there's definitely room for that to happen it'll just be real interesting as to what that looks like and where because like you mentioned it's a system that probably works I don't know who I want heading it, um, yeah. but it's it's definitely it's definitely an idea to to kind of bruise around. Anything else with the glads that uh, is a little weird? Anything anything sussy there? Um, you and I'm sussy. No, I think reasonably, with the exception of Happy, they probably mm. did what I would have expected or what was in their within their power to do. Um, yeah. I think, of course, you of course you take Kevster's option every day. I every think, day. I think you definitely also want to, hot take. I'm more than fine having um, having Astro be my support line, even if I can only have two support players. Um, I think I think yeah, Astro can absolutely play a break. I think Astro can absolutely be trusted to grind into 
um, <clears throat> like something like that. He just didn't sure. have to because, like, if you have yeah, the best cute. break in the league uh, yeah. on your team, you probably don't need to play that. So I'm less concerned about that there. Of course, I would probably expect them to, you know, try to get that back line back. I think it would, yeah, was it would. the best in the league in uh, with, yeah, with Dallas. I think that's that's fair to say that both the Dallas backline and the Glatz backline were on eye level and were definitely like the um, the best two backlines this year. Yep. Um, space declined makes sense to me. I think you want a new solution in the tank position that is all-encompassing. If you can help it, you want one guy. I, I'm a staunch believer that whatever Dallas pulled off there is bonkers crazy that it worked, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to try to replicate it. I still think we're a couple years out before like that solution is just readily accessible with, with Overwatch 2 kind of, again, like just hitting the ground recently. You know, players across the globe finally getting their hands on it and like grinding it out um i think it's probably going to take at least another season before we see a single take solution for all 20 teams be like an actual option to kind of tease out at like a like high level um so i i, I in a weird way i agree that like you do want to aim for a single tank solution i just don't know that there are like actual uh fits that meet that criteria um all that well i think a lot of teams are probably going to have to bite the bullet run the two and just wait and see if you can grab one that's obviously what you should do but i don't suspect that many teams are going to be able to i just don't see i i i don't see that a single tank future happening just yet I think it is the future, but I just I think we're a little bit farther out. Sure. Um, and, and agreed there with the supports. I think that's probably the first step. Um, is is probably getting them back under under contract. Um, whereas the tanks probably could go happy. It's interesting. Um, I, I he didn't have the the landing. I think he thought we all or he didn't have the landing. I think we all thought he should have. Um, but it wasn't bad. Um, but we know how talented he is. We know how talented he can be. Um, coming in like halfway, three quarters of the way, uh, finish with the season. Obviously, it probably does something to you. So we'll we'll see there. But uh, yeah, final thoughts with Glides? No. Um, interesting Alrighty. to see. Definitely, if if they have the money this year, they can buy a dynasty. Could do. Uh, they definitely are one of those teams that I'm looking at to probably continue to spend. So we will see. Uh, moving on to the Cinderella story of the season, the London Spitfire have also announced their contract status update. Um, Backbone, Hadi, Admiral, and Landon all had their options exercised. So they will be coming back for the 2023 season. Uh, the coaching staff is already on a existing contract to entering two year or year two of the existing contract. Both Commander X and Christopher be coming back for next year. Uh, Sparker Shacks Poco, their contracts have been expired and Khan's option was declined. So this one, actually, I feel like there is something to chew on here. I'll throw it to you. Where do you want to start? I mean, I think the the one thing that's out of like that's not expected is probably 
Kant's option declined over London's option exercised. Right. And that's probably something that you nobody can uh, evaluate better than mm -hmm. the dudes that were there internally. I think, of course, also for Khan, kind of hard to get into such a tight-knit established unit. Of course. Um, and especially like if you're if you're entering a market where potentially a lot of free agents are available, then um, I would also, as a low-budget team, probably decline. It's not like I expect mm. everyone to just like have a run at Khan. Um, and if even if someone gets him instead of you, if you really needed to, mm -hmm. um, then I would probably go elsewhere. Unfortunately, I could also see this team just going six players and done. And the six okay. players, you then wanted the DPS role instead. Now, everyone else expired. If they can't get Sparker back, that would be a huge loss. I think that that would probably honestly change the team dynamic. You really... Probably. Would need like a, like a, an A plus, uh, DPS like Sparker is in my mind, uh, to fill in that role. Otherwise, you you have going to have huge problems replicating that success. Even if you have the tightest of um, of uh, synergies, I think Sparker being so good was probably one of the biggest factors in their ability to upset so many teams this year. Um, oh, definitely. Less Go back to the Atlanta series. Yes. What if you run ends with Atlanta where Sparker yeah. really was really yeah. a big factor in that big impact player? I think like uh, Shax and Poco. You know, not just from a pure transfer perspective yeah that makes sense that those of are course. like if you're if you're cutting your fat and also let's let's be honest like i would never after such a year do nothing and just hope that i can do the same like everyone's upgrading you're already mm -hmm. a budget roster that underperformed i'm not building on my synergy be, being even better next year you need no. changes and it's already an uphill battle for you with Sparker being gone, right? That's the one guy that you would have definitely wanted to have in there, right? So, um, I guess I'll I'll straight up also tell you, okay. Once again, I'm back. He's once again uh, like hate pilled. No. Um, in all fairness, I don't think. Other than team morale things and internal no piecing, and you think you're probably not going to get better on the market anyway, I wonder if I would would have extended backbone. That that's that was my other point. It was like con and backbone were the two like glaring like options. Like okay, well that's that's interesting to see. Um, when you talk about like kind of trimming out some of the players that I think, again, I think backbone had a fantastic season. Is that something that you can consistently see replicated? <sighs> that is that I don't know. No. I think you can say that he has a good hero. I think Christopher and the co this coaching staff trust him on a number of them. But when you look at his performance, both statistically and through the eye test, you compare it to the field. It's like 
there's got to be something there that we're not seeing that's not being translated because it, it just doesn't look like something I'd want to keep. Then again, like I feel like this kid had like a solo leveling type of uh, elevation of skill this year, where I thought like he wasn't just only a May one trick that was probably not even S tier. He then became an S tier May, and then also moved into other heroes and grew there. Meanwhile, also like changing like what he does for the team and a lot sure. of things about himself. Where I was just like. Okay, this guy is on a mission of self-improvement, and I'm happy to have him as part of the journey. And if I'm in that room and see he hasn't reached his potential, maybe maybe I'll give him a little bit more time. Um, sure, and, and I think that like that's that that has to be the angle, right? That has to be why you would trigger an option for somebody like that that who's extremely driven, is a great team player. You know, I think we've heard this from christopher before that like he is kind of like a really good teammate somebody like you want to have around um it, it does feel like intangibles because it, it sadly it doesn't seem like it is just skill just yet on the heroes that you would you know you would hope to I'll, see from a starting player also like honestly okay let me let me ask you this because let, let me not just say it but okay imagine you are hydron and okay. AT is assembling, and AT has Aspire and um, and Speedily, let's say. Yeah. And the Spitfire comes knocking and says, you know, Sparker actually signed somewhere else. We need, like, a Western uh, DPS that we can slot into as role. Which team are you joining if you're Hydron? I think you have to go where you're going to start. I think that's where a lot of players would want to go, right? Like if I'm gonna see a competitive offer, right? I can't imagine Vancouver, not Vancouver, but like just using them as an example. Like you, you, you talk about Aspire, you talk about assembling the AT core. Um, I have to assume somebody around that budget, like mid to low table, is throwing around offers, and I feel like London probably could be at least remotely competitive, um, and offer you a starting position, right? I, th I think like I like it's in my mind, there. it's it's a he's a good player for culture. Hydron, that is. I'm not sure if he fits into that, you know, culture that they have. Hard yeah. to say. Yeah, hard to say. Um, maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, that's something that you'd have to test out. You know, like the, you know, like the funny, like you know, cheeky kid um, into a roster that, like, I don't know, like for me, like London are all tur turbo nerds. <laughs> like, you know, it's a little different, right? Um, sure. So, yeah, but like. I know where I would take my career. Like I wouldn't yeah. play second fiddle just to play with my friends. Um, but you would or wouldn't? Wouldn't. Yeah, agreed. Right. Um, I think also just given on the track record, and I think it would. It's not as clear to me as as I probably am voicing this right now. But yeah, like I don't know. I I'd probably have a good long chat with Chris. Uh, what kind of things he wants to do with yeah. with me and what he intends to do and like. Uh, and then I would ultimately, you know, trust a team that uh, overperformed. So, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about Aspire. You want to talk about, you know, again, we have no idea what, what's going on with Vancouver as of yet. You know, Broy is yet to kind of push out any kind of contract statuses unless I'm forgetting something. Maybe Eric can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think, I think if you want to see 
if you can't get Sparker back, which I have to assume, you know, you talk about, you know, building a, a talent funnel. I think both Chris and, you know, Nuki and this coaching staff have, you know, worked with Sparker long enough that they really want to get him back. I think that is going to be like a choice piece for them. I don't suspect that he'll leave, but if he did and Aspires is on the market, I don't think you're losing a lot if you had to go with Aspire. I think if anything, you might be upgrading a little bit. Right. I think I think he is due for some some he's due for one. I think he's due for for a solid team. And I think Vancouver can be that team for him. But uh, I'm not mad at London maybe going that way as well. Solid, solid looks overall from London. I think they keep all the pieces that I think you should. I think the culture is there. The coaching staff, you obviously want to keep locked down, obviously winning an award um, with coach of the year with Chris. Um, any final thoughts there before we wrap up? I know we wanted to get to Toronto, but it looks like we're going to maybe save that for next week. Sure. I think anything with London. But what's what's the date today? Do we have 16th? Woo, baby. 16th and Yeah, okay. We're getting we're getting stuff next week, right? We'll have sure. a lot to I talk mean, about. So, yeah. I think Toronto is one of those teams that is good to say for next year. Uh, for next okay. week. Not next week. Next year. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Anything anything coming down the pipeline for you? Anything? Hell yeah, there is. going on? Um, oh, okay. I I am uh, expecting to do a coaching interview with Kasaurus. Cool. And I'm working on a little something something. You know, people on Twitter told me like they'd like to know about what the GMs are doing currently. I heard people were interested in what I was doing, so I don't know. That's just me. What? <laughs> me doing that narcissism peeled? Um I might have a panel of general managers. We'll see. We'll try to get it on the road. Uh, talk about off-season stuff, budget, strategy, all, all the yeah. good stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see. I'm not sure how quickly that is possible, you know, or when it, the best opportunity is, because I think a lot of people wouldn't want to talk about strategy before the signing window actually sure. pops. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that's that's coming down the pipe. Uh, pike, I think. Um, once again, German build. Um, but yeah, just expect a lot of off-season coverage. Um, of course, I'm also aware uh, about the rumors that are currently going on, as always, other than in very, very special uh, circumstances. I will probably not disclose that someone is in negotiation or anything with any team, but of course, that is happening, and I'm following those. Maybe eventually expect some of the roster reports you know the the types that uh, we discussed before where i you know create a, additional value maybe i'll just straight up roster report let's see okay all right lord juicer may you? return we'll have to see it i'm working on a, a project that i really i keep adding to it um i've talked about it in some you know discord channels um probably uh has 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 a thick coat of dust on it in, in people's minds which is probably for a good thing um it's a big project i think it's probably my biggest undertaking it's not going to be done for a while so i'm not really going to talk about it um and that's pretty much it uh i think i might play some room world um same that's i mean outside of just like being giddy at like the possibilities of what the owls off season could look like um yeah i don't know just uh 
finding something to do. Keep myself busy. Um, but if you like this episode, if you thought it was interesting or uh, it, it provided any kind of value to you, um, please do leave a like. Uh, if you want to support the show but you can't do so monetarily, we would really love and appreciate if you would go to iTunes and download it. It's probably the only metric that I know of that uh, corporations sponsor opportunities really look at uh, these days, at least from that neck of the woods. It definitely helps us out. So if you can't necessarily support us monetarily, that would definitely help. Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. This has been episode 270. Uh, we will see you next week for uh, probably more of the same, probably a lot of more of roster moves, uh, but potentially some signings. So we'll have to see. So stay tuned. Keep it locked in. One Piece is real. Peace.